Hi, I'm Alex Page, and welcome to the Government Department Hot Seat. Today with us to discuss outer space politics is Dr. Jill Stewart. Thank you for being with us today, Jill. Thanks for having me. Recently, the United States de decommissioned its last manned space shuttle, while China announced a, an ambitious five-year program, including um, a visit to the moon. What explained these, re these recent developments? Well, it is interesting that China has chosen to be so ambitious with its space program. Uh, I believe that this reflects its interest in being um, seen as a rising superpower. And uh, space programs have long been used for um, such purposes. If you think about it, having a space program demonstrates that you have economic um, prowess, that you have um, political solidarity, and that there's also an ideological element in that um, the type of um, country that you are has the ability to take control over something as significant as exploring um, the next frontier. And so in one sense, it's not surprising that China has chosen to um, explore a program despite the huge expense that these programs entail. Um, <clears throat> at the same time, the United States has been... Um, I suppose you could say backing off of its space program to a degree by decommissioning its manned program. Having said that, uh, the intention is very much to continue with its manned program by using um, Russian uh, uh, technology to get um, um, astronauts to continue to go up to the International Space Station. Um, and they're also very much looking for the private sector to start to fill the gap with regards to providing transport to outer space. So the United States has long um, had a tradition of, at some point, trying to cut back on their own research and development and push that towards the private sector, which I suppose you could say reflects to a degree its own ideological um, <clears throat> position of being a, a capitalist country. And so... Um, in terms of power politics, you can see how it reflects geopolitics more widely, China rising as, as a, a space power. There's only three countries that have managed to put humans into space. And so um, it is a way to demonstrate their prestige and their position in the world. Um, and while the United States is, is backing off to a degree, at the same time, uh, I suspect that there will still be um, a lot of interest in having a manned space program. It's just that they're trying to uh, segue their um, ability to get there into a different area of industry. The last time we saw developments like these was during the Cold War. Are there military implications for these developments? Definitely. Space exploration has long had a military subtext to it. Um, if you think about it, the technology, uh, rocket technology, which puts uh, a, a man's capsule into space, uh, could also carry a missile. So if you can demonstrate that you have manned space capabilities, you can demonstrate that you have intercontinental ballistic missile capabilities. Um, but in the same time, it's a way to sort of compete in a cold manner, so you don't actually have to do anything... Um, overtly military, but it demonstrates your, your prowess in this area. So during the Cold War, the uh, tit-for-tat between the Soviet Union and the United States and space exploration was also very much about military prestige. Um, now, with China, they also, uh, of course, shot down a satellite in orbit a few years ago, which, again, has a, um, a military... Uh, subtext to it, and it was quite controversial when they did so at the time. So, although 
both the United States and China continue to promote their space exploration programs in a, um, a, a, a peaceful discourse, uh, there is certainly that other element that, that's there as well. Um, why is China pursuing this policy even in such tough economic times? Well, again, it's a good question, and I think you do have to think about the opportunity costs of um, the expense that goes into a space program. I mean, in one sense, that reflects in the United States as well, you know, as they're trying to push towards more health care. Um, Democrats, in particular, have tended to um, be a bit more skeptical of spending on expensive space programs when there's not a, an obvious competitor. <clears throat> uh, for China... My opinion is that there's actually an element of outer space exploration that because it doesn't have um, particularly obvious payoffs, people talk about um, the advantages of developing technology, spin-off technology, for example, but it is, in a way, it's the fact that it is conspicuous consumption mm-hmm. that I think demonstrates um, a country's economic... Um, success in a way. Um, there's also something that is talked about that's called techno-nationalism, which is the idea that in being able to develop these huge, um, impressive technologies that really are at the forefront of human engineering um, that demonstrates um, prestige and therefore helps to build nationalism, which is something that China is very much doing at this time. Right. So taking all of this into account, what do you see as the future for space exploration? <laughs> it's a good question. Um, of course, the outcome of the next American election could have somewhat of an influence on this. Individual presidents in the United States do tend to have their own specific interests in space. Um, and so, as we've seen at this time, the front runner Newt Gingrich, clearly has some ambitious, some might say outrageous plans for um, developing a a future moon base. Uh, However, of course, it's looking right now, at least, that Obama will likely stay in power. And again, he's taken a somewhat more conservative approach to um, having more unmanned missions. And again, um, uh, while staying involved in the International Space Station through um, Russian transport systems, pushing towards the private sector, filling in this gap. Um, China has announced these plans to go to the moon. Um, these programs take a long time to develop, and so although it's, it's ambitious and feasible, I wouldn't be surprised if it takes a bit longer than they think. Um, and what would be interesting is, is if they do decide to go to the moon, whether or not that inspires um, a competition along the lines of the first space race between the Soviet Union and the United States, and then the United States decides to reassert its own presence um, on the moon. That remains to be seen. Um, there's also um, talk of India uh, wanting to have a, a more expansive manned space program. Uh, there are other countries that have good unmanned uh, space programs. Europe um, is involved in this area as well as Japan. Uh, And the other thing that I think will probably be most interesting is watching the private industry, seeing whether or not we get space tourism uh, and whether or not that sort of opens it up to civilians, individuals, uh, and an entire space tourism industry. All right. Thank you, Jill. You are off the hot seat. 
And thank you for joining us and stay tuned for the next edition of The Hot Seat.